Hello, I'm Daniel. I'm Heather. And I'm Claudia. And together, and together we, we are, are Complaints on a Podcast. I almost said Complaints on a Play again, so I fucked it up. Anyway, welcome to uh, Complaints on Podcast. I have not prepared for this at all. I have no idea what we're doing. We're doing trolling. Trolling. I knew that. That was the only thing I knew. Uh, yeah, we're doing trolling. Uh, I don't really understand what that is, because no one ever trolls me. I think because... Yeah, so it, we were discussing, weren't we, that the two women in this podcast have had quite a lot more trolling than yes. you have. Yeah. You also have a lot more followers, so it makes more sense, right? Right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand over to Claudia. You're, you're going to... You take the lead on this one, right? Because I've got no idea what we're doing. Am I? Okay. Well, I don't really know how to begin. Uh, well, I guess I've been on the internet since I was about 19. So I started out feminism, social justice. I was probably a bit of a liberal feminist. A lot of stuff I've probably got a lot more left on now. But from that time, I experienced like heavy, heavy trolling and like all different sorts of trolling. Um, and Heather and I, Heather was showing us some examples of her, some of your more recent trolls. Would you say they're more recent? Yes. These are kind of trolls in the last few years, I would say, since about 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess, I suppose we were just talking before this about how when you think of an internet troll, you can think of somebody in the basement, you know, just writing like misogynistic slurs and stuff. But it's actually a lot more complicated than that. <laughs> there are lots of different sorts of trolls um trolls have become quite clever at trolling and also a lot of trolls think they're incredibly reasonable and don't think of themselves as trolls indeed it's a really interesting thing that I got fascinated by troll behavior people would say to me why don't you block your trolls and on occasion I have but it's sort of single figures how many I've blocked because they are really interesting and the fact that they don't think they're trolling you is bizarre well can i ask a question what can we define what trolling is because i'm really not sure and you and second sort of part of that question do you think you ever trolled anyone i think i probably have but i don't know what it is so. okay so i think trolling is when you go to someone's social media um online presence in some form and you appear and interact with them without any kind of sign that they want you to do that and you do it in a kind of fairly repetitive persistent way and it's all almost always negative and it doesn't have to be directly abusive but just that persistence is kind of online bullying that kind of it can even take the form of just liking tweets on occasion just liking tweets that are, are abusive about you or negative about you just to remind the, the person that you're there and to kind of try and undermine the person you're trolling and their confidence in coming online by making it a bit more toxic for them to do so. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that. that's quite good, right? That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got that written down somewhere. <laughs> no, I, I, mine's not going to be as articulate as you, but yeah, I, I think I think the same. I think it's it's difficult because I think that obviously. I wouldn't class it as trolling if someone's in a position of power and influence, um, you know, when they're making decisions which are harmful to people. Obviously, I don't I don't think that's trolling. But I would say to take this a little bit darker, if you look at like abusive dynamics, oppressive dynamics, it's sort of a pattern of making somebody feel like they're being monitored. It's a way to make them restrict their freedom. It's a way that perhaps even when they're not talking about the topic at hand, you're still making that person feel small. 
So, for example, if someone's talking politically and you disagree with them, that's fine. That's not necessarily trolling, depending on how you do it, how much you do it. But often with these trolls, they will obsessively stalk your content, uh, like comments about you, just so that you know that they are there to make you feel stressed out. And also they don't want to engage in good faith. So I think a troll won't engage. If someone genuinely wants to have a conversation with you in a reasonable manner and isn't pushing you for it, I wouldn't say they were a troll. But often with trolls, the aim is never to have that discussion. The aim is purely to make you feel monitored and small and scared and to silence you, basically. It is online bullying. It's like schoolyard bullying, but on social media. That's how I'd define it. But yours was better, Heather. Yeah, no, that was that was good. I totally agree with that. And in, in terms of the closest I got to trolling someone, I would say is um, Turning Point UK, which is which you wouldn't qualify as me trolling them because they have power, but they are a far right organization that tries to like make it seem like students are right wing and they come from the US and they started in the UK. And I used to kind of just like, if I was bored in the evening before I went to bed, I would just spend 20 minutes going through their tweets for the day and just replying to them. And it was just like, I did that for a couple of weeks. That's kind of trolling them, but they deserve it. Yeah, I feel like it depends as well very much. Like, is it an institution? Like, who's running the account? Like, if, is it a business? Or is it like an individual who's putting themselves out there? Like, I think the power is really important. Because, you know, you get people, I know we've spoken about this so much on this channel, but like people like David Baddiel, you know, their definition of trolling, I wouldn't necessarily agree with because people have a right to reply to you if you're a public figure who is speaking politically. So yeah, I, I've done that. I think that's legit. I don't think that's trolling unless you do it persistently to someone. Because I think, um, so for example, I've often post underneath Keir Starmer's tweets um, and I'm not trying to get Keir Starmer to reply to me. I'm trying to post something that offers an alternative or that uses the fact that different people will see replies to Keir Starmer than will see my original tweets. So we'll take the views I have or a video I've made to a different group of people. So I think that's legitimate. I don't think it's trolling unless I was really obsessive about Keir Starmer. I did for um, one day go onto Keir Starmer's tweets and underneath every single one he'd done, put um, Jeremy Corbyn, the people's MP, hashtag, you know, the hashtag. Um, <laughs> it was the day they were like, launching the local election thing. And I think there was like about 10 tweets and I just had fun doing that. I don't think that's trolling. Personally. That's like Robin Hood trolling. <laughs> yes, like, like. Starmer hasn't blocked you. Is Starmer is he advised not to block anyone? I don't know. Oh never. It's not even worth it. He gets so many replies. Yeah. yeah. If he if he does in general block people. I don't know. He's not Tom Watson. Tom Watson blocked loads of people. I got a Christmas card from Tom Watson, but I was blocked on Twitter by him. Oh. Right. Christmas card. Oh, because he sent all the CLP secretaries Christmas cards. <laughs> So I was a local Labour Party secretary and we all got Tom Watson's Christmas card. And the last one he said as deputy leader was really funny because he was just plugging his book. <laughs> Merry Christmas. If you're looking for a last minute gift, why not? Try There's still time. <laughs> I mean, I think I've trolled before, but not like a person. Like I, I trolled Emmerdale before, but it was fandom related because I really liked a couple. So... A, a load of us would troll the Emmerdale account if we didn't like the current couple that the characters were in. Uh, but it was a fun thing. It wasn't directed at anyone, actually. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think if, you, if you're trolling, like, 
and like it's not really a person right it's like yeah control like Cadbury's or whatever can you right? yeah like Joe Lycett is a troll but for good and it's not actually hurting somebody yeah I think corporations are yeah I think that's fine right yeah so what happened when Elon Musk liberated the blue tick was that trolling no so when um for example you had a fake George Bush saying you know what I really you know not gonna lie I, I miss killing Iraqis and Tony Blair fake Tony Blair quote tweeting him saying me too or something like that that's not trolling that's um, using satire to target people who are rich. And the same with the corporations when they um, said we're making... Um... Yeah, but this that also goes under the idea of it, it's just a one-off, right? Yes, true. It's just a one-off. But it was only a one-off because um, Elon Musk then realised what had happened and got rid of all those accounts. Yeah. I'm just interested because I think there's a, there's a, there's a sort of a blurriness or there could be between someone who is someone that's avidly on Twitter a lot and replies to a lot of people and they respond to a lot of your stuff. Um, and you could see it as trolling. Um, in fact, you know, if you're, and, and like we've come up with all these ideas that like if you're David Baddiel or someone in power, then it's not trolling, but they might see it as trolling. And equally, they, someone who sees you, who's got like a YouTube account with a lot of followers. Mm. Do you see what I mean? It's not, I don't think it's... Well, I, I, yeah, but I mean, I think I, it's hard to describe. There's a vibe of it. There's a vibe in it. You know, it's like some, it's it's like even if someone who's just going about their day normally shouldn't have the time to be able to do it. If you have like a proper troll, then they're reacting to things the moment you post it. You know, you'll go away, do something in their back. And it's it's all to make you feel like they want you to know that they are watching you. You know, there's something sinister about it. I did want to say about the trolling thing. I have been accused of trolling before when I haven't been trolling. And I don't know if you've had the same. Um, I used to, back in the day, do a lot of like critiques, feminist social justice critiques of Doctor Who and things like that. So I used to write about uh, the particular production team and the writer. And I always used to be really frustrated because I used to get told I was a troll and treated like a troll. But I've noticed now that I'm older, that if you're a left winger and you write critiques of somebody, you will get branded as a troll. Like, and that really frustrates me because if it's not about a person, if it's about politics, like it's about social justice, that just makes me angry. So people probably would think of me as a troll, but I wouldn't think of myself as a troll. Was I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I think that's interesting. Like, I think we should come back to that about the way in which mm. different people, different particular views are seen as trolling. But I think what you said about it is kind of a, a weird, abnormal behavior, actually, in lots of ways. It, it's we should look at some examples because I think mm. it does become clearer. Like, what yeah. we're trying to pinpoint becomes a little bit clearer when you say examples. Definitely. And uh, one of the examples, especially, well, all of them actually, Heather, I had these realizations as I was reading them that I have had very similar experiences of very similar sorts of people so I think this is pretty much across the board and I wonder I do wonder if part of it is because uh because we're women I think people maybe feel more free to do that I don't know but maybe Daniel it's just because you are witty and on it and they slightly fear <laughs> coming yeah, <laughs> also you know if, if it, I, I could go down and beat them up as well they know that, that I, I'll we're all afraid of that you know 
yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's because I don't, I'm not very active on Twitter. I don't have many followers on Twitter. So this is something I said to Heather before when I was talking about, well, why doesn't, why don't people troll me? Um, one of the reasons people troll big accounts is because then it gets more attention to yours and even not technically trolling uh, as you were saying when you put a message into Kiostama or even when I do that right the, the reason that you might put something uh, a reply to a bigger account is not because you want them to read it but you want other people to see it and maybe come to your account right so like trolling me it would you know so that's what I mean. Like, do you feel that when it's trolling, it really is about you and the other person, and they're not concerned? They're not even thinking about other people reading that. Yes, I think that's an important distinction. Actually, I don't think they're going under my tweets to get influence, um, and to get impact. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing it because they, they are targeting me. And yeah, it's it quite personal in lots of ways, and it gets obsessive. And you don't do that. It's not a rational decision to do that yeah absolutely and I think Heather in some of your examples it will be when you're talking about something completely innocuous something completely not political or anything you know they will use anything against you just so you know you're being watched and whatever you say and you do you've got to be careful because they're there do you, do you think that most of the trolls I guess you don't know but do you think they're mostly men I mean you probably know so I'm not convinced like a lot I of don't think so no I know no. some personally who are definitely women I, um, I yeah I mean, I, I think the weird thing is, I think the ones that know you are more likely to be women. Well, in my case, have mostly been women. I mean, I've had the the actual basement sort of trolls, but they are more, they'll say something absolutely horrendous to you, but it's not so targeted on every platform kind of thing. Like they'll say misogynistic hate speech and send threats and things, which is scary. But the kind of obsessive trolling tends to come, Heather and I were talking about this, when there's a very slight connection between the people. We talk about different types of trolls, right? Because one is Mm. just some random person that you've never met and kind of finds you on Twitter. But the other is someone that you know vaguely in real life or you met first in real life. So there was a counsellor in Hackney. Um, We don't have to name this person. Do we? We don't have to, no. We could do that. We could. And she trolled me for quite a long time, on and off. And I'm not sure we ever spoke to each other in real life, but I know we were in the same rooms and same events on on a a few occasions. And she never made any attempt to talk to me. I would sometimes try to, like, stop her trolling by saying, look, why don't we get to meet up and talk about this? And, And she would always go silent then. She had no intention. There was no good faith about this. She didn't want to have a dialogue. She wanted to intimidate me. And I think it was because she took quite personally the um the fact that I was local low party secretary in Hackney South and she was a county councillor, even though she was in Hackney North. And I also think she kind of took personally, there was a whole load of people in the Labour Party who thought they were on the left. And then in 2015, there were all these people who were really on the left. And it displaced. From for those people, the idea that they were on the left, they felt um, wronged by us. I think they took that quite personally, and so I think there was an element of that in in, in her reaction to us. And I was it's still a weird reaction, though, right? But it's a fucked up reaction, yeah, for sure. It was just it was weird the way she would go on my tweets, the way she'd stop for a bit. I would actually ask counselors who I knew knew her, and I knew 
to talk to her about it and just ask her to stop. And she would then stop for a bit and then she would start again. What sort of things would she say? I can't even remember now, but she would just go on. First of all, she would start when she was restarting. She wouldn't start by replying. She would start by liking some replies to me that were a little bit either disagreeing or occasionally a little bit abusive, just to show me that she was like watching me again. And then after a few days, the replies would start. And it would be really things like she really hated that I was not full on a remainer, like that I was like, well, we've left the EU, so we have to get out. And so I remember I tweeted once a picture of uh, the people going on the, the Remain demo and saying this is not the standard. People who go on a demo from Hackney, this has got the MP there, it's got councillors there. And she was just replied to that, just saying, I know lots of people who went, why are you doing this kind of just stuff like that. And just going on and on. And if I if I stopped replying, because I did in the end, initially I was trying to have a dialogue with her. And eventually I stopped trying to have a dialogue with her. And then she would like, if she got, there was a response to her tweet, she would just respond to them. That's the thing trolls do. They they don't care about if you don't respond. Yeah. They just really, really go after the people who've responded to them. And, and keep you in the conversation. Keep in the conversation. And I obviously generally just leave those conversations now. But it is like, again, reminding you they're there. So that's a kind of pattern of behaviour that's very strong. Yeah, I mean, obviously we can't. So you'd rather we don't name the individual. Is uh, it... I don't know whether there's any need to, right? We... Yeah, um, it, it's it's interesting because I can see it's hard to describe. So I, without naming the individual, looked at some of these exchanges myself. And there are some things that just really stood out to me, uh, which I'll try and explain without actually using the tweets in question but there is a really controlling tones I talk a lot on my channel about uh, domestic violence dynamics abusive dynamics and it's always about a form of control and obviously I, I believe that a lot of this sort of trolling is that sort of coercive control it's when somebody doesn't completely adhere to what you want them to it's trying to make them feel afraid to express themselves but it's also talking very much down to somebody in these exchanges between Heather and an individual that is a professional and you know would have been in the same sphere Heather is being spoken down to like she is a silly child um it, things are being said in a really insinuating nasty things and then putting a positive emoji on the screen it's this enjoyment in the passive aggressive nature of what they're doing and it's really dehumanizing, actually, because there are numerous times when Heather is trying to say, look, you know, it doesn't need to be like this. Do you want to discuss it? It's not about Heather. It's about making Heather feel bad. It's about dragging other people into that. At, at some point, Heather is tagged in. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's basically just schoolyard bullying taken onto social media. And these people don't see themselves as trolls because they're professionals and because they're not writing slurs down. When what they're actually, I mean, I felt upset for you, Heather, like reading it because it's it was just out and out bullying, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, and the tagging in is a technique, isn't it? It's like, a, you know, you haven't engaged with me, but I'm going to like drag you into this other thing. And, and a lot of trolls do that. Um, and a lot of trolls will just go on my tweets and like completely unrelatedly just say, what do you think of Chris Williamson now? Um, are you still defending so-and-so? It's like, really, I'm not going to get, do you want me to get into discussion with you about Chris Williamson when you're clearly, um, oh, either hate me? Why would I do that? 
Right. They demand you engage with them in good faith while they are clearly in bad faith. You cannot win in this situation. You know, that there is no way for their target to win because it's all about humiliation. That's all it is. I mean, some of these tweets here, the tone, like at one point, this individual actually uses ha to start one of their replies to you. There's like this, this enjoyment, this vicious sort of ha, pipe down, little girl, attitude <laughs> to it. And it, it's just embarrassing. I don't think they realise it looks more embarrassing for them when people are looking in. But they don't seem to realise. I mean, at one point, Heather, it's really interesting because in the exchange, some of the exchanges I saw, you actually did the perfect thing. This is what they'd teach us in therapy, et cetera, you know, where you are just really upfront, you don't give anything, and you just said, it feels like you have a problem with me. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is an excellent thing to do. And immediately the response was something like, no, of course not. Like me have a problem with you. And even that was passive aggressive and sarcastic. And it takes us back to abuse dynamics in every form because it's gaslighting the victim, right? It's clearly being hostile. It's clearly making them feel unsafe. But when they say, do you want to talk about it? Or I feel bad. Suddenly it's like, oh, you're so dramatic and hysterical. Like you cannot win. I, I don't know. It made me feel angry on your behalf. Like I could talk on this for a while. It's so weird as well that she was a counsellor, a hackney counsellor at the time. Yeah. Like one of the people who was doing the most work to get the councillors elected and to run the party. It's it's insane. I mean, that was the weird thing is like councillors really took me personally. Like there was others who who weren't trolling me, but who would post nasty stuff on occasion. It's just that the internal dynamics of the Labour Party intersect with trolling that's what what's happening isn't it there's different inter different dynamics which then get taken online so these things are not purely online right this is but they manifest through that yeah I mean I definitely feel the vibe that you're treated as lesser I know I speak about this in terms of sexism but often with women you know we get spoken to like we're naughty little girls that need to get back in the box really even by other women because if they're reasonable centrist women they dehumanize us by saying oh well, you're a crank you're this you're that you know, get back in your box. I mean, literally this person is tweeting at you and people replying to you like, oh, good question. When did you join us? And then tagging you in. Like it's this big bullying campaign and asking how long you were a green and replying to somebody else, replying to you, not even talking to you and going, she's a Corbynite. She's a Corbynite. Like I, I can't, it's hard to explain, Daniel, if you haven't like seen the exchange. <laughs> If you've been bullied at school, it's that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Be bullied. It's that. <laughs> I think it's really good. I'm really pleased we're doing this. Like, it was my idea. And thank you both for agreeing to do this because I really needed to get this out of my system. And it's really nice to be told that I wasn't like really um, blowing out a portion when I was thinking that she was harassing me. Um, because it is hard. It is hard to pinpoint these things. Right. And often I think sometimes I don't not to not to generalize, but I think being on the left or the politics that we have, I think sometimes we're more we can be taken advantage of more because we do lean more towards dialogue and understanding. And I think in in an exchange like this with a troll, you know, if it's a troll, because when you offer, do you want to have a discussion and they just continually know all they want to do is patronize you and make you look bad and be horrible to you. It's just, I don't know, it puts us in a really vulnerable situation because we want to be understood. We're coming at it as if we're talking to an equal. 
but you can't have a discussion when somebody views you with contempt and that's basically what they do. Do you not think the same thing was happening though the other way around? I mean, in terms of the left and the right of the Labour Party, because what you're saying sounds very similar to what a lot of MPs were complaining about was happening in their constituencies. And, and obviously they, I well, they took it like way too far and said that, you know, it was anti-Semitic harassment like all day constantly and that they couldn't even be in the Labour Party anymore. I mean, you didn't leave the Labour Party, right? Um, you weren't even an MP. But, you know, this, these people walked away um, because they were, yeah, I mean, partly they were getting challenged legitimately through what was happening with people that were, were moving, were joining CLPs and and sort of actually sort of trying to change the political Labour Party. But I'm sure as part of the momentum of that, people online were engaging with them, were trolling them. Um, I'm sure that was happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure they were. And obviously it's not a good thing. I mean, I think a lot of us do get trolled, but I do think there is a distinction. Like it's it's hard to explain if it's a targeted attack. Heather, I don't know if you can put this into words better than me. I'm thinking about, so I guess we can talk about Luciana Berger as someone who would was, was getting trolled. Mm. But what would happen is I don't think there were individuals who personally did what trolls do, which is just go on to this account persistently you know because I don't think Luciana would even have noticed but what happened was there was an avalanche of stuff so you'd have got single tweets from hundreds perhaps thousands of people mm-hmm. um and then that happens of course to Diane Abbott Jeremy Corbyn um all sorts of people um and I think that that combined effect is slightly different it's the combined effect of lots of people taking against you and some of that stuff being abusive, but a lot of that stuff not being abusive. And those two either getting mixed up in your head and also perhaps some bad faith actors deliberately blurring those lines and saying that all criticism is abuse. Um, but I don't think it's, I think there probably were some trolls in there, but I don't think most of it was trolling. I don't think when I go on and reply to Owen Jones, cause I'm pissed off with him about something, on you know once a month or once every two months that's trolling um even though it's it's not me seeking out his tweets i don't look at them i try to avoid them actually if people retweet owen jones into my timeline i often unfollow um because i just don't so it's a little bit of a different thing there um so we always have to get owen jones into our video (laughs) it's like a dare so i've done that now um but I think that is a little bit different than this kind of pattern of behavior of, of people who go online. I, I've noticed there are certain trolls who I look at who they're following and they're following a hundred people, all of whom they clearly hate and clearly. Yes. Have you ever had a troll who literally is just following you? No, I've never. I had have. Oh, I have. That's classic. They keep remaking their accounts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they're following one person and it's me. Extreme. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's horrible. I mean, I was just thinking what you were saying about, you know, the, the combined, the avalanche of it. And, and I feel like I maybe have, when I was, for example, when I was on YouTube doing feminist topics, so I would get an avalanche, you know, I'd get an avalanche of the most inexcusable, appalling stuff, you know, really sick, horrible things sent to me. They'd send me porn stuff, they'd send me threats and things. But it was sort of 
they came in a big group they'd come from somewhere else they did it wrote it on the video and they went i found that very disturbing for other reasons but it wasn't an obsessive stalking campaign it feels different when it's obsessive stalking i, I just don't i don't really know how how else no, to explain I totally it agree. like that recently i was quote tweeted i replied to matt walsh who's like a very right-wing american who hates yeah. women hates trans people is racist mm-hmm. etc and I replied to something really sexist. He said, like, you know, all guys, men are simple. All all we want is to come home to um, our wives um, who are looking after our kids and who have made us a home-cooked meal. And I just reversed it and said, women, oh, we, women are simple. All we care about is coming home to... That's such a trolly reply for me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really, it was really awful. And but I, he quote tweeted me. So then I got an avalanche because as soon as you're quote tweeted by someone who's got that much reach and whose followers just take against anyone with red hair and who's got pronouns in their bio, you just get like for 24 hours, you get a load of crap. Um, but again, I, I, that didn't bother me in the slightest. Um, the first time it happens, I think it bothered me. I remember going back um, the first time I, uh, the Momentum Hackney account got quote tweeted before JK Rowling was venomously gender critical she was venomously centrist right and she quote tweeted during the 2017 general election campaign the momentum hackney account oh. and it went bonkers for, for a while and that that was really a bit upsetting because it's the first time i experienced that kind of what she quote yeah so we were having um a meeting that was going to be using forum theater to help people learn how to canvas so forum theater is when you have um, you start off with a couple of characters, but people can drop in and out of different roles. So it was going to be a discussion between two people, one of whom is anti-Labour, one of whom is trying to convince that person, and people could drop in and out. Um, but I think I put, like, we're going to be using creative techniques to support people who learn to canvas. And she quote tweeted by it and took the piss out of that. Um, just, I don't know what she said, but it was... It was like implying that we were really surreal using kind of stupid mime or something. She doesn't hack me though, does she? No, I don't know why she would. Yeah, I really don't know how she saw it, but it, it that was deserving the first time. And I really, I hated JK Rowling even before she got really extreme. Um, before it was cool. Before it was cool because of that. <laughs> um, but I think now you're right. It's not, it's, it's a personal stuff where these people think that they know you, even when they've not met you. And when they act like your friend, when they're interacting with your tweets that aren't about politics to say, oh, yeah, like one of them, he or she or they, like would interact with my tweet about darts, like saying, yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah, it was bizarre because which would be, you know, kind of nice if a little odd if it was just about the darts. But then there are other tweets towards you, which is really mean. And it's suddenly thrown in there randomly. It's like, don't forget me. I'm still here. Yeah, they try to bomb yeah. you over the darts. That's right. I've already... But then when you do political <laughs> stuff, they're completely... Yeah, they just think, it. yeah. I mean, but actually, to respect to that person, that is um, Coco the Cat 2. Yeah. And when I pointed out to Coco... Well, at one point, Coco the Cat 2 is responded to someone who said, why are you pestering Heather? Why don't you leave her alone? And they said... Well, Heather's a very capable person, I'm sure. If she didn't want me to be interacting with her, then she'd tell me. So I said, yeah, I don't want you to be interacting with me. And they stopped. Oh, right. Yeah. It That's was actually so- really wholesome, really. <laughs> it's really wholesome. Oh, it's wholesome, troll. <laughs> I have 
huge respect for them actually um just res- just responding like that they put one yeah. up tweet like i'll leave you to your echo chamber mm. um, and then did yeah the, i don't know if you want to come back to this now but this sort of does come back to what i was saying in the beginning where it's it's hard to say what the other person's intentions are you don't know sort of how i don't know i don't want to say like socially inept but you just don't know i mean it's it, part of it is just writing things I'm, I'm most of my friends are really angry at me as a texter as a whatsapp person they say that i'm very cold on whatsapp and i just i'm just very utilitarian i suppose i don't know i, I don't even think about it i but they're like yeah you you always like just very like brutal like one word responses and stuff and i just don't think about it i sort of think about myself saying yeah i want to go and they just think yeah let's go you know and it's like you need more yeah you need emojis this is the thing i don't use emojis and i think if you don't use emojis you come over as cults out now are they oh thank god for that i don't know how to use them it's good but i've got annoyed because it took me a long time to get into them and i finally broke and like got into them and then like i think it's like the you know the new generation the 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 very young uh gen zers uh they're they're against them so now they're out you can't use them anymore but you're right but but what i mean is when you what stuff on twitter particularly if it's it's argumentative if it's disagreement it's it can be difficult to know exactly how you're supposed to take something right yeah but yeah but i mean i feel like i feel like you if it happens over a long period of time like you kind of can gauge it over time like because at first you you probably aren't sure if they're a troll or not so you might interact back yeah and you can generally kind of gauge it. I mean, you know? this person, what, was it Coco the Cat? Coco the Cat 2. Coco the Cat 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's Coco the Cat 1 just ran over or something. <laughs> uh, or maybe chucked off Twitter, I'm not sure. <laughs> so Coco the Cat 2, right? Uh, as soon as you, well, I don't know what else you said to them, but like from what you just said, you said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And they kind of respected that. Almost as if they thought you were enjoying, yeah, we talk about darts, we talk about politics, we have a really great relationship. <laughs> That's the interesting thing is what were they imagining was happening? How were they imagining I was experiencing those interactions? That gave me a lot of thought. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I've had similar things like that. It's it's more difficult for me because obviously of you, my YouTube and I have a lot of people who watch my content and who like interact with me as if they know me which I actually generally I don't mind I think it's quite nice like I have quite a lot of connections with people but it can be hard sometimes to figure out in the first stages if you're dealing with a troll or not because sometimes it might just be somebody who thinks you're closer and is just trying to do banter (laughs) like they think that's the way to do it (laughs) so oh have you ever had a troll apologize to you oh that's a good question Mm. yes one who i ultimately blocked um literally apologize then you block him i got in i win (laughs) i think she genuinely so we had like my my twitter idea is helen slagle which is a misspelled helen slagle who is a character from howard's end we bonded because we both love howard's end she would like she sent me a link to an adaptation they've done and stuff so we were chatting about stuff but she really hated my views on israel um, and you know, when I pointed out to her, I said, you've got to just stop this behavior. Cause I don't, it's really terrible what you, how you're responding to me. And she said, sorry, I'm pretty sure I can't remember for sure, but I think she apologized and then she couldn't help herself. 
And I sort of said to her, look, if you keep doing this, I'm going to block you. And I had to in the end because she couldn't, she was so triggered. Mm. She kind of liked me, I think, but she was so triggered by what I would say about Israel that she then became rude and abusive. And she knew that was wrong, I think. Have you had a child apologise to you? I, I have actually, because I think it was easier in my younger feminist days. It was during what was called the feminist wars. I only found that out after I was involved in it. Apparently, they, <laughs> I've had many soldiers from the feminist wars message me out of the blue to just say, oh, I checked on your channel, you know, just remembered you out of nowhere. And I've realised what a nice person you are. And anyway, I'm really sorry that I trolled you. <laughs> I've had quite a few of those actually and then actually in some cases I've been overly hasty with the block so I've misinterpreted somebody and then I've got a message from someone saying oh I'm really sorry if I was went too far I I know that's that's a difficult thing for me because of what I do which is you know we kind of have this different relationship me and my viewers because a lot of us have mental health difficulties or you know have trauma in common and things like that so for me I can get that wrong sometimes so Sometimes I feel bad because I think someone's trolling me and then I realise they're not, they're just trying to connect and I've been a bit too hasty. But yeah, I've had some really nice messages from people. Someone sent me a really long one saying that they dedicated a lot of time to like write articles and things about me. Like there were websites back in the day. People made websites about me, (laughs) which were just not about my views either, about my makeup and my face, (laughs) etc. Oh, appearance is interesting right yeah, yeah. um so I, a lot of that happened and I was only about 19 I wasn't very well anyway so that was like really damaging um and you don't realize how damaging it is but I have had a few people come to me and say I'm really sorry I got you wrong and I'm sorry about the harm I caused and and I think part of that is because I'm more I try and be more open and kind of more human so if someone's trolling me I know that I'm not going to try and snap back at them because I don't want to feed them so I try and do what you do, Heather, which is just to say, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> I think that's quite a good response that stops some of them if they're not completely evil. If you just say, like, why are you doing this? Sometimes they just. Yeah. Yes, it works on some. There's some you know it's not going to work on because it's yeah. their mission in life to respond to you. Um, yeah. And there's nothing you can do about that. But yeah, that websites is another level of trolling, right? I would get, I was, it was awful. I would get sent uh, porn videos and they'd be like, oh, look, we've got a video of you doing porn. And sometimes they'd put my face on something or it'd be someone that looked like me and they'd put it around all the forums. They'd find people that looked like me. Like they edited like my brother's face onto something and sent me it. Like it was intense <laughs> and not great. So yeah but then even that only some of them were obsessive and there were some people who had their own websites dedicated which google has now taken down um but yeah that was yeah (laughs) not nice yeah it's awful that's fucking weird i've never heard that before i suppose i have i mean i guess with celebrities yeah like Mm. basically I've only ever thought about the biggest celebrities in the world having that kind of problem it was wrong place wrong time for me it was the feminist wars I did not know what I was getting into um I think people project a lot as well if they don't necessarily know you like they I didn't talk about mental health issues and stuff on the channel so you know I probably did come across as a bit odd (laughs) 
but you know. So they set up what like WordPress or GeoCities or whatever. Yeah, loads, loads of them. Yeah, and um, they'd write articles like there was different ones like that. I was like a mentally ill, chronic liar and stuff like that, and it was horrible. You know, I've I've had there's only so much I can talk about, but people try and post my address, uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, genuine scary stuff. How would they send you videos in what? So they'd put links in like the YouTube uh, descriptions. And I guess, you know, you could say don't look, but also I guess that you, you want to kind of see what they're doing, if that makes sense. Like, you know, it's something that they're making of you and you kind of want to see it so you could report it. And, you know, so, but even that, I will say, even all that stuff that happened when I was younger is not, was never as bad to me as the obsessive trolls now. Yeah, I, I think you're right, but the obsessive trolls are because it's personal, mm. but it's relentless. Yeah. It's relentless. Yeah. At least with those people, they were doing it because they didn't see me as a human and they were dehumanizing me while they were doing it. And few of them could handle it if they actually would speak to me. But with certain trolls, like some of the ones you've had, Heather, they know who you are. They know that you want to engage and that you don't deserve it. And they just are enjoying hurting you. It's like when they know you're a full human being and they still want to do it, that's the harmful thing. For me, anyway, psychologically, that's the thing that makes me feel upset. Yeah, I mean, so obviously they don't, on one level, they don't know that someone they're trolling is a full human being. Because if they could really genuinely acknowledge that, they couldn't do it. I do think there's a kind of general problem in society that it's hard for a lot of people to acknowledge other people's humanity. And we see that in terms of like the way immigrants are spoken about. We see that in terms of the ways men talk about women. Um, and I think that that dynamic is there. The, the dehumanization is is there in, in the trolling. But I was interested also in the fact that people pick on appearance. I do think that is something which happens through trolling of women. And I think it's very specific and has particular effects. Like I took my photo off Twitter for a while. Like, mm-hmm. And I had a, a, a something else up for quite a long time. Um, and now I just don't give a fuck, but I put a photo of myself back. But for quite a while, I, I thought it's just too easy a target. They go on your account, they want to troll you. They can't be bothered reading your your bio, but they will look at your photo and they'll come out on it. And it just felt really nasty. Yeah, that, that that's hard. That's hard to handle. I mean, it's it's I think as a woman on there, knowing that I think in some ways it'd be easier if they came on there and started trolling you about an opinion. You know, the first thing they do is go for your appearance and awful things I mean I'd get thousands of these things you know um it is awful and dehumanizing isn't it and and, you, and it makes you care about what you look like more even if you're not someone who cares about it you know you, you don't go on the internet and think oh I'm here to you know present myself and it makes you start questioning everything as a defense because you're thinking I want to be taken seriously I don't want to give them anything <laughs> to sort yeah. of, you know set them off it's yeah so how did you cope at 19 with people commenting on your parents? I have dealt with worse <laughs> from non-strangers. <laughs> so it didn't bother me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think I was a bit detached from it, honestly, because I, I've always found it harder if someone knows you and hurts you. That's worse to me. So strangers doing that is just... I think I was, to be honest, I actually think I've probably got something a bit wrong with me now because I'm so desensitized to it. Yeah, so, that's interesting, isn't it? Like, yeah. I've thought about that. Like, what mm. happens 
if you have to just get used to the fact that you're going to get trolled, get used to the fact that like a lot of days on Twitter, I'm going to get called anti-Semitic or whatever it is, and just not be bothered by it. Like, what is the internal thing that is doing to you to get to that position? That worries me a little bit. I I do as well. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to talk about mental health issues and things because, I mean, it's, you know what they do. I mean, you've obviously got this as well. They say, you know, oh, you've got colourful hair, you're an SJW. You know, the moment I start talking about mental health issues, oh, she's crazy, crazy, hysterical woman kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like my response has been to become more vulnerable online is kind of my fight back, which might seem counterproductive because, you know, sometimes I overshare. But I think I was for so long, I was trying to not give them anything. And then I realized, well, no, because I don't want them to control anything about me kind of thing. But I'm definitely desensitized at this point. Like, I, I don't even care anymore <laughs> at all. Yeah. Daniel, you all yeah. right? Yeah, we've, we've spoken for about an hour. Have we? Do, yeah. you, do you want to ask us anything, reflect on anything? As, as the external person, like, who's <laughs> outside of this. Uncontrollable. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, what do you think of trolling? Hmm. Um, I think it's it's interesting to hear your definitions of it because um, I think it, it, there's a lot of stuff that gets. I think most most interactions on online on online sort of like Twitter particularly are pretty bad. Like they're they're in bad faith just generally. I mean, almost all the things that I do <laughs> are in bad faith. <laughs> But then most of the stuff I'm reacting to is already in bad faith. There's no, I can't react. That also comes out of politics in itself. Like when I see a Starmer video, like what did he just do? Oh, it's an amazing Pesach video. Yeah, it's that. like mostly in Hebrew, which I think which is a transition for him. Fucking speak. So he just sits there, like <laughs> everyone's singing. It's so weird. Like why did he think that would be a good idea? Um, but yeah. But, you know, if I watch something like that or I see something, my response is, I mean, like my videos that I make, they're always kind of sarcastic because I, I see that world as already being that way. And so to try and address it honestly is already to sort of fall at the first hurdle, I feel. Um, and then, and because all that I do on Twitter is political, it's all like that. I guess if I engaged with Twitter for other things, like darts, then maybe I'd make some friends. <laughs> But I don't. So, um, but I, I also think that, although I mean, particularly like the stuff that you were saying, Claudia, about when you were younger. But but I, but but then you said that's. I mean, that's how it's dropping to me. But then you said the stuff that you're that's happening now, the sort of ongoing trolling, is worse. It's it's scarier. Yeah. yeah because it's personal. Yeah. Because it's relentless and dehumanizing and. It's, oh, it's like yeah it's really obsessive it's right? being monitored isn't it it's 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 knowing that people want you to know that they're watching you all the time is is really sinister no 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 you guys i just find it like of course it's wrong but then i think you know part, partly you are online and you'll go on twitter yourself and you yeah you could block people or you could just not go on twitter and i just always think you know because the flip side to that is it happens to you know like we were talking about like Lu luciana burgess and stuff 
Mm. I don't think it should happen to them. I don't think it should happen to anyone. But I also don't think it should be used as an excuse to, um, I suppose, tarnish like wider, like, like I wouldn't say that you would call all centrists or like it's mostly centrists to do it. Um, I'm not sure that's a good thing to say because um, I'm sure it's for you. You get centrists, but you know other people get right wingers, other people get left wingers, and I think that's it's a problem doing that right because that is kind of what happened with Labour membership. Certainly before the anti-Semitism thing became like the sort of main thing to get behind, it was just generally that Corbynites were toxic, toxic online, um, bullies, that kind of thing. And I'm sure many of them were. But many people from all sorts of backgrounds like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I was, you know, during the feminist wars times, I mean, I, I, I think I was, I got quite a lot of respect from people who had come to troll me because, I, I wouldn't block someone unless they were really abusive, and I did have good conversations with lots of anti-feminists. So, you know, and I didn't have any problem with people making counter videos in terms of my arguments or anything like that. I don't see that as trolling. I think that's important to say. Like, <laughs> if I have an opinion and someone disagrees with the opinion, good for them. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I don't see that as trolling. Yeah, that would be actually just, I want you to follow up on that. And I'd like, yeah, you also have mm. it. I've, I've never really had a good faith interaction or like something that's really been a worthwhile conversation with someone that I politically disagree with on Twitter. Oh, I have. Yeah, like, I, I have as well. I've and tried. That- so there's often people who I disagree with on one thing, but not others. Mm. So you've already got a respectful relationship, but you'll talk about a particular thing. So for example, trans rights, yeah. you might agree on other things, but you're, so I've had some respectful discussions around that, for example, that's the thing. With, but, but quite a lot I've had people who I thought actually were trolling initially and I've replied to because I, I think if anyone looks like they've got a decent point, I'll reply to them because I don't want someone coming along to see that and not have a response. So it's not for them. I think they're trolling. But then at a certain point, they've responded in good faith. I'm like, oh, actually, you're a really nice person. This is great. And sometimes I'm, there was someone who's, who still, uh, you know, sent a horrible reply and sent a horrible reply recently. And I just DM'd because we had nice comments in DMs. I said, why are you, why are you doing that? And he's like, yeah, sorry. Um, And we just had a nice chat. And there are people who are totally genuine, but are in different political positions. And it's perfectly possible to have to cut through that and have discussions. And they're some of the best things you can do on Twitter because it feels it feels kind of real. You know, people are really engaging. I, I feel the same. I, I've had so many conversations since I was young, you know, with anti-feminists. You know, some of them, these are these are men who would say things that, you know, are really, really awful but once we actually engaged in the discussion I actually found them to become more respectful because I became a person to them we were two people having a conversation and and we were able to actually you know get somewhere and find that respect so yeah I've had loads of experiences like that on Twitter about loads of stuff yeah we met on Twitter right yeah yeah I've met so many comrades on Twitter had so many good interactions I know it's like for some people it's mostly toxic and this is why I don't really understand the people who follow, say, 100 people, all of whom they hate. Yeah. Because I don't understand what it must be like to go on Twitter and just see stuff that is really you disagree with all the time and to only engage through responses to those. Because most of my, I mean, even though I do send 
you know, uh, nasty responses, not nasty responses, but responses to people I disagree with, like Keir Starmer and whatever, and Turning Point UK. Most mm. of my interactions are really positive. Um, and they yeah. are, you know, talking to people who I really like and some of whom I know offline, some of whom I don't. And, and you know, sometimes we have chats online, three of us, don't we? And it's, it's really cool. And yeah, Twitter yeah. is great. I, I've also met people on Twitter. That it is a really great way of meeting people. Um, but yeah, there's no way you would ever meet them in any of those circumstances. Yeah, I, I do want to say just really quickly as well, something that I personally want to try and get better at and, and that I've had to make sure, you know, it can be very easy, you know, obviously if it's someone you disagree with, I think sometimes it can be easy to kind of, if they're getting trolled to just kind of let it happen so I'm always having a word with myself so even if it's someone I really hate so for example let's bring up Rachel Riley I have a lot of issues with Rachel Riley yeah but that being said I if I see people trolling her in a way that I think is misogynistic or something like that I feel like a responsibility to kind of say something okay yeah 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 because i i feel like even if you're a different place politically it, it's kind of an act it, will, it can hit all of us i think because we're women i guess i don't like seeing that <laughs> so I, well, I, it's funny you say a woman because i was going to bring up a man that i oh, go on. feeling about um did any of you see that comedian that made that corbin joke and then people went through... There are a lot of comedians who do. It is it Phil? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was a pretty good joke. So he was the one who got um, people... Yeah, so I'm not... I'm a Corbyn supporter. I'm a Labour supporter, which means I'm on the left by, like, Jews or something. Yeah. And then there was a Jewish lefty in the audience, and there was a kind of back and forth between them. No, no that was his tweet, though. His his joke on, on his stand-up was that... Um, you talk about Jeremy Corbyn. He's like Jeremy Corbyn. He spent his whole life fighting racism, and you know he's gone all oh, blah 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 blah. And you, after all this time, what's Jeremy Corbyn discovered? Where's all the racism coming from? It's coming from the Jews, something like that, you know. But I, he, he, he did it better than us. But it was a good. I, I thought it was a good joke, and I also thought, um, you know, fine. You know, that's that's his point of view. He's 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 like I would get annoyed. I don't get annoyed at people have even com comedians having those sort of views and, and making jokes about it. My my problem is that they're the only people you ever see on TV. That yeah. When I made that video about that kind of thing, this is a guy in a club, sort of doing the circuits in London, trying to make it. Like he's just making jokes that his point of view and they, and that clip has been dug up, and then put online, and people are and then people just piled on him, and they found some other thing that he'd done. They found a lot of stuff yeah. he'd done, yeah. Yeah, like stuff where he'd said, you know, the N-word and stuff like that a few years ago. I mean, not that it was, but it's it was it's become less, less. I mean, like Stuart Lee said it a few years ago. And the way that he said it, much like Stuart Lee, was not calling anyone it, but just talking about a situation in which it might be used. But it's still like sort of pathetically trying to be edgy, right? And yeah, and yeah. Things for no apparent reason. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's a particularly good stand-up, and I totally don't believe agree with his politics, but there was something really nasty about what was going on, on online against him that I thought was just, like, it, it didn't help. It wasn't going to change his views about Corbyn supporters at all. Yeah, I didn't join in with any of that. I, I kind of also feel... So my feeling is that the way we should be going with things like this is we shouldn't be having a punitive approach. If people make a mistake and say something stupid, 
then we should be like, it should be about dialogue. I don't think anyone should be chucked out of a political party for it. I mean, maybe they shouldn't be an MP. That's a different yeah, deal. He, sh- he shouldn't be an MP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I found the very way in which the whole disciplinary process was handled, like you have to label something that you have to get rid of that person and they are just evil incarnate was really unhelpful. So I wouldn't want that to be replicated by the left, even as I understand why you would want to do that because this person has been really nasty and yet they've got stuff that is way worse than anything Corbyn's done. And to point out the hypocrisy, I can see. But it, what about Margaret Hodge? Do you think she should have been disciplined more? Uh, yeah, she definitely should not be an MP. Right. Yes. I, I had, I think a lot of Labour MPs shouldn't be Labour MPs, probably the majority of them. Yes, but you would think that politically anyway, right? But <laughs> yeah, but, but for, for, for that kind of behaviour, yeah. like this, the ramifications weren't very much, right? When you when you see what's happened to other MPs when Starmer's become leader, right? It's a much tighter ship, much shorter whip. Is that a thing? <laughs> shorter leash. <laughs> leash. Shorter whip. Shorter whip. <laughs> Would that be better or worse, a shorter whip? Or... <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with this whip. <laughs> Does the length of the whip make it worse? Make the whip shorter whip would make it less bad because I think you get less. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'll have to do some... This podcast is going a different direction. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I think I think I I am slightly I, I kind of feel like maybe, you know, with that comedian. See, at first I was kind of on board with the calling him out. But the thing I didn't like was when they started messaging, like, didn't they contact his work or something or yeah, something to me that just took it too far I don't think there's a problem with finding it and saying this is not somebody really who we need lecturing on anti-racism. That's fine. But I do think the extremeness can be a bit worrying. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you're a better person than me, though, Claudia, because I wouldn't ever jump in to defend Rachel Riley, and I just can't. And I'm, I'm, that just makes me. A, yeah, well, I, I, I acknowledge that actually, technically, we should in the way that the world works, but I yeah. can't bring what, myself to do it. What were you defending her on? Did she do? Um, it's just if I see people, sometimes people are really sexist about her, and that really you know it's like when they reduce her to what she looks like and sexualize her and I, I think because I've experienced that myself I just think you know she has enough odious opinions that you could go for so don't sexually objectify her <laughs> really it's like there's plenty to pick from like why that it yeah I just think it makes the rest of us less less safe really I guess I'm, I'm ready to wrap up. I'm just waiting for you. Okay. Uh, Have we got anything else that we need to say about? As I said, you know, I, I didn't plan. I don't know what, what we're supposed to be talking about in this video. Claudia, have we covered everything? Yeah, we covered everything. Have we got anything else that we need to say about Charles? Um, not really. I think this has been really interesting in terms of like, there is a fine line. It is difficult to get into, but I think it's good that we acknowledge that because I feel like that's a positive, right? That, that makes us less troll-like. <laughs> The fact that we're thinking about it, maybe. I don't know. It is a hard one to define. It's more of a feeling, isn't it? And it's... Yeah, but we had no problem. When I put, like, I think about eight examples of people who trolled me, it was totally clear. Because yeah. what you can do is you can search when they've replied to you. Oh, yeah. 
that's it. If they are really on your replies, day in, day out, month in, month out, um, they that's a, a, a signal of trolling. Um, maybe would you have a message for your trolls? Um, for all the trolls out there, <laughs> they'll be watching. <laughs> Well, actually, yeah. Well, some, some of them do. Definitely reply as well. Yeah. Your message. So. Yeah, some of them do actually, and I think they will watch this one. Um, yeah. I'm going to start blocking you. I can't be asked anymore. That's my message. Just get off my my mentions, or I'm going to block you. Have you got a message for your trolls, Claudia? Um, mine would be peace and love. Um, peace and love, and I'm going to block you. <laughs> peace and love. I hope. I hope whatever's going on improves and you don't feel the need to do that anymore. And when you're better and not feeling that way anymore, maybe we can be friends. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. On that like very nice note, much nicer than mine. <laughs> um, let's wave goodbye. Bye. Bye.